Welcome to the 5-7 Podcast. I'm your host, Pre, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Mike Salinas. Hey, hey, what do you say, player? <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the documentary that was released on HBO on Sunday called Leaving Neverland. Uh, it's a two-part series. The first one was released on Sunday, and the second one was released on Monday, followed by a interview with Oprah. And, uh, you know, me and me and Mike are, you know, we're two guys who grew up, uh, you know, 80s, 90s, and Michael Jackson was a huge part of, of say, uh, pop culture and what, you know, pretty much what a lot of people listen to. And, um, and to be honest with you, it was, you know, it was really great music and everybody loved it. Yeah. There was some really, really weird things about him, but it was like a lot, it seemed like a lot of things got overlooked probably because of uh, who he was. And, um, you know, some things came out and he was found, you know, not guilty and, but, uh, you know, he was always around kids and, and a lot of people found it really weird, you know, including myself, but still everybody listened to his music and, you know, he was just this huge icon, you know, kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, like LeBron James, Drake, Post Malone, who else is really cool these days or considered cool? The Kardashians? The Kardashians, like all rolled up into one person, (laughs) you know, like when he died, it was like a global event. It was all over the newspapers, all over the world. It was unbelievable. But uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, and give us a rundown on uh, on the timeline, and then we'll, we'll have a discussion about it. So here's some information, and I'm going to cite the Atlantic, CBS News, HBO, AP News, and Vanity Fair on the following information. Back in 1986, a boy, man, by the name of James Safechuck, I'm probably butchering these names, by the way. Jimmy? Eight, Jimmy Safechuck? Yep. Jimmy Safe. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, eight years old, met Michael Jackson at a Pepsi commercial. In 1987, the Australian, the other boy in this um, whole claim, Wade Robson, Robson, he was five or six. He also met Michael Jackson, but on an Australian tour. A couple years go by, 1989, Robson, uh, he's with a dance trope, traveled to Disneyland. His mom set up a meeting with Michael Jackson. How this happened was really odd, but um, Jackson took them on shopping sprees, and the family stayed overnight at the ranch. Robson was only seven. And the crazy thing was, this is obviously the first time they stayed over there, is that um, the family went on to continue traveling, and the boy, Robeson, stayed with Michael Jackson for five days alone. Kind of kind of crazy. Pretty so, weird. Yeah. So the, basically, the uh, Jackson moved the family out to L.A. to pursue more choreography opportunities and acting opportunities, and uh, he was pretty much the provider. The crazy thing was... Robeson went with his mom and his sister. The father decided to stay behind. He was totally against this whole idea. And they say, she's quoted as this as saying, her uh, husband said, have you lost your mind before they board the plane? <laughs> and yeah, I think she did. Um, so from 1989 to 1993, the sexual abuse continued at the Neverland Ranch, just between, you know, with those two boys and Michael Jackson, supposedly here. And in 1993, it said that there was some distance that came between the boys and Jackson. Jackson had a couple of new boys, one being Jordy Chandler, the other being Macaulay Culkin. This is all according to the, the two young men. Also in 1993, Evan Chandler was accused accusing Michael Jackson on child abuse of his 13-year-old boy son, Jordy, the one we just mentioned. Uh, Chandler actually rejected a initial settlement of 350 k 
and, uh, and, and for good reason. But um, the interesting thing was that Robeson and Safechucks, their families and themselves, actually supported Jackson, releasing statements in their support. But in 1994, the Chandler family was settled, and, and their attorneys obviously settled for $23 million. So they gave the 350 k and they ended up making $23 million on this uh, settlement with Michael Jackson and his estate. 1994-95-ish, it's believed uh, to be in exchange for the support that was given to Michael Jackson. The Robeson family uh, received a home loan, which they did not have to repay. Kind of interesting. And they, they claimed that was odd timing, by the way. Uh, Safe Chuck, the boy, received a vehicle for his 16th birthday, and he had classes, filmmaking classes that were paid for. You can imagine California, these are probably some serious, expensive classes. And also, Jackson paid for some short film productions. So these are some things that they received that I would say it was for their uh, compliance with supporting Michael Jackson during the case, even though he did lose it or he, he settled. Now we're going to jump about eight years, seven years later, in 2002. Robeson's father, the guy at the airport that told the, uh, the mom, hey, you're going to regret this or what the hell are you thinking, he kills himself. Suicide. It's, uh, they, they claim it's due to bipolarism. Not sure about that, but okay. We'll get more into that in a second. Two years later, 2004 to 2005, Jackson goes on trial again. Well, I'm sorry. goes on trial for molestation of Gavin Arviso, who's 13 years old. He's actually uh, found not guilty on all 14 counts. Safechuck did not testify, but Robeson did. Uh, the next news bit is in 2009, Michael Jackson obviously died due to an overdose. And also in 2009, Evan Chandler, the father of the boy that, was, that won the, the case for the lawsuit for uh, $23 million, he then committed suicide. Kind of interesting, again, these fathers are committing suicide. Uh, 2011... Per Jackson's estate and a letter obtained by The Blast uh, in 2011, the Circus Soleil CCO, CCO Jean-Francois Bouchard, Robeson was uh, asking for a job. He's saying that um, very few subjects he knew more about than Michael Jackson. He was hired but bailed on the, for another gig, and it didn't work out, and again he sought the choreography role. Robeson promised that Bouchard would not have to worry about his commitment ever again. Unfortunately, he bailed on the project a couple times, to my understanding. But Robeson denies all this. He says he was hired as a choreographer on three different iterations of the show and he removed himself due to nervous breakdowns. This is kind of important because in 2013, Robeson accused Jackson of sexual abuse. Now, this is four years after um, Jackson passed away. And that letter that was sent to the CCO, which in which he claims of wanting to come back and wanting a piece of this Cirque du Soleil show that was going on for Michael Jackson, kind of proved that he was in for maybe some financial gain uh, or in it for himself to some degree. Robeson had also attempted a book in 2012 to try to, I guess, put his abuse out there as well. And nobody picked that up. So this is not the first or second. This is probably the third time Robeson has come out trying to build something against Jackson for what they're saying as uh, no financial gain. With both men have both claimed to receive no financial gain from this documentary that was just released. That's a quick little um, sum up of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot to, there's a lot to digest there. 
you know, considering, you know, you got these, I mean, these really young kids, you know, at, at a very young ages. I mean, I think, uh, what was it? Robson was like seven when he, you know, when he met Michael Jackson when, and his mom, you know, he met Michael Jackson uh, backstage or he met him at a show in Australia. And then the next day, uh, Michael Jackson brought him on stage. And, um, you know, it's, I'm sure, you know, as a kid, that's got to be unbelievable, especially, you know, joining Michael Jackson, you know, and, and Safe Chuck was, uh, was pretty much just didn't even really know who Michael Jackson was until, until he did the commercial. And then, um, you know, Michael Jackson started befriending the family, you know, and actually he befriended both families, the, the Robson family and the Safe Chuck family. And, um, just really weird stuff, man. You know, he would, you know, he would come by, you know, he would hang out, he would, you know, fly them out and, you know, they would come and hang out and, you know, he would talk with the kids, you know, for hours on the phone, you know, and they would come and, you know, they'd come and visit him on, at, you know, um, Neverland Ranch. And he wouldn't want any, he wouldn't want them to leave, you know, because he says that, you know, he was lonely. He was incredibly lonely. And if you really think about it, you know, I'm just, we're playing devil's advocate here, you know, looking at it from, from the middle that, you know, Michael Jackson grew up, you know, in, in the limelight star, you know, to perform, you know, for adults and he didn't really have a childhood. And I think, I think mentally as he got older, you know, that really affected him. And in a way, you know, being with these kids and, you know, them playing and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, kind of brought out, brought back, or he was kind of living the childhood that, you know, he didn't really get to have. And, and I think that that really, I think that really fucked him up mentally, you know? And because, I mean, he was just doing some really weird stuff, you know, it's the stuff that a normal person wouldn't do, you know, like I, if as a 25 year old guy, man, I wasn't looking to hang out with little kids, you know, I wasn't looking to hang out with seven year old kids, you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm normal or, but, or, or anything, but I would think that maybe 25 year old guys are, are out looking for something else. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what kind of conversation is he having with a freaking six year old? Apparently his, the, you know, the parents would, the moms would try and listen in from time to time to hear what, what they were talking about. And she says that, you know, they seemed like very innocent conversations, you know, and, uh, and you know what, I, I, I find it, you know, completely, uh, I mean, I'm flabbergasted, you know, that, that these parents would let these kids leave them alone with them. Like they'd be at Neverland, uh, Neverland Ranch and they'd be off doing stuff with Michael Jackson all day and the parents would, you know, be alone or the mom would be alone. You know, that's really weird to me, you know? And, uh, and, you know, Michael Jackson got a lot of alone time, you know, he would, they would stay in a, in, in one of the suites and, and Michael Jack, and then the, the kids would stay with Michael Jackson in his bedroom, you know, like, doesn't that sound like incredibly weird to you? Like if, what if someone was like, Hey, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, come on to my ranch. You can, you, you can stay in our, my guest bedroom and, uh, but your kid's going to sleep with me in my bed, you know, <laughs> that's completely unbelievable i mean i don't think you'd even you'd even trust like your you'd have a hard time even trusting like a best friend with a, a child in a bed like ah, you're not why are you sleeping with my kid for get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah know, no like, kidding why am i and gonna trust this this guy that i don't even hardly know 
yeah, I mean, that's completely unbelievable to me. And, uh, and it kind of goes to show you maybe like what was going on, you know, like, you know, he had these people, maybe, did he have them so starstruck or was it that, you know, there was some kind of financial gain? Maybe they were living like this, this, um, like this star, uh, studded kind of lifestyle because their kid was, you know, quote unquote friends with Michael Jackson. Yeah, I think there's something that goes into that. I mean, isn't there something else that has to do with why the fathers committed suicide? Yeah, apparently the I I know a Robson's Robson's dad had a hard time with it because you know with the whole thing with the family moving to L.A. You know, he was, you know, telling his daughter, you know, practically telling her, don't go, you know, and she was, she didn't want him to make her choose. And they all left, pretty much left him there alone. Do you know what I mean? And the mom, you know, because apparently she was, you know, she was looking for something too. She thought it was a big chance for their family because, you know, you know, he told them that, you know, Rob's going to come out there and he's going to turn him into a star and, and uh, well, not turn him into a star, but he's gonna, you know, help him, you know, get his career going and all that stuff. And when he gets out there, you know, Macaulay Culkin is kind of like the kid that's with um, Michael Jackson. And Macaulay Culkin said nothing ever happened with him and Michael Jackson. He was on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast, and I actually watched that podcast, and jo- and him and Joe talked about it, and he said that they didn't have any, any. Um, they didn't nothing like that happened what did he say they did like coloring books or what the fuck they did he said they just hung out man you know he had michael jackson had everything there you know it was like he practically had like a zoo he had like a he had like a carnival um he had a theater like a full-fledged theater you know video games they said they said you can go into a room he they'd flick a switch and the whole room would come alive and it had all all of these video games in there and and, uh, you know, it was like a kid's, you know, like, like heaven, you know, video games, you can do whatever you want. There's a carnival, you know, when you go to the theater, they have, you know, it's self-serve candy and ice cream, you know, and, and, uh, and apparently, you know, he had these rooms around where they would go off and they would do stuff. See, I can, uh, the, the zoo shit, I couldn't understand, you know, I kept reading about the zoo you know, Michael Jackson had a, had a, basically had a zoo. I'm like, listen, I don't give a rat's ass about a zoo. I don't know anybody that can spend days at a fucking zoo, and why would they? But now you're telling me video games. All right, Michael, bring it. Let's play. (laughs) 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 I mean, you can can get immersed in video games, so I can see why these kids may want to hang out for a couple days. I've played some video games for a couple days. No, I mean, like, he had, like, an arcade dude. Like, an arcade in, in a room. Do you know what I mean? Imagine not having to put quarters in. All you do is just press start and you and, and you play. All right, Michael's moving up the ladder now. But um, but yeah, man, you know it's you know with, with all this going on and you know obviously he kind of manipulated these kids into you know doing things with him, you know like sexual things with him, and and as time went on and you know he you know other kids came into the picture you know some of like robson and safe truck you know kind of pushed to the side a little bit maybe a little jealous wait but wait before we we move on to the next ones do you believe those two you know what i i i take their allegations seriously but i i don't know why that you know and when they had an opportunity to say something they they didn't and they defended them you know 
Doesn't that seem a little weird? Yeah. No, I don't believe either of them. Now, I'm not saying that Michael Jackson wasn't fucked up. You know, I'm not saying that he didn't. I'm not saying he didn't. Ha- he didn't have any issues because he had significant. He had significant issues, and um, and I don't know what the hell went on there. You know, one one thing that I do know is that those fucking kids shouldn't have been there, and their parents shouldn't have uh, allowed them to to have been there alone, while they're out on fucking vacation going to Los Angeles and San Francisco. Now, I think I, I do think that there was something that went on. I think there it's, it's a bit exaggerated by these two folks, these two boys, these two men. Now, I think there obviously is sexual abuse there, but I just think they've they took it to another extremity that it needed to go. So I don't entirely believe what they're saying. That's just my take on it, just based upon their resume. More or less, uh, the the guy from Australia, the one that's been trying to uh, find some way to make some money, and. Um, kind of using Michael Jackson's name in a lot of cases to try to get jobs. Did you know that he was a, uh, like he actually really was a choreographer at one point. I think he was chore- yeah. doing choreography NSYNC for, and, uh, uh, yeah. And sync and Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yeah. I read an, I mean, I was, you know, obviously looking into the, in looking into this, they say that, uh, he cheated on, uh, he was a dude who, che- he, che- who cheated, uh, Britney Spears cheated on when she was with Justin Timberlake. What? Yeah. And that's why they broke up. I didn't know that. I and mean, that's what it says on the internet, but you know, I mean, this is just, well, so it's gotta be right. This is just, this is, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. On, if it's on the internet, I mean, this is it's just, gotta be correct. This is just gossip, but, but, uh, no, way. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about it. And she was like in her prime then. Yeah, she was. She was pretty bad back in the day. And this guy's been going all downhill from that, from that point on, I want to say. Yeah. So he probably lost his, he probably lost his opportunity with NSYNC and Britney Spears by doing that. Probably. What an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, man? But I don't care uh, for him. But the you know, the the matter the matter at hand is is you know something um, something to take away from this is that you know as as parents we need to we need to keep an eye on our kids. We need to see what they're doing. We need to see who they're talking to. You know, uh, that includes who they're texting because a lot of kids have phones uh, nowadays. It seems like they're getting phones younger and younger. Uh, we need to we need to see who they're texting and who they're who they're messaging uh, on on these all of these apps uh, that are out, that are out there because a lot of child traffickers are trying to um, they're trying to to you know communicate with kids uh, through these apps and by all by any means you shouldn't be letting your kids uh, sleep in beds with uh, with other men it doesn't matter who it is I mean unless it's like your you know, your child or, or what have you, but those kids shouldn't be sleeping uh, in, a, in another man's or, or a woman's bed. You know, that's just absolutely unbelievable to me that they'd leave these kids there alone. They're like eight years old, uh, staying with Michael Jackson. Yeah. The, uh, that's an interesting note that you had said, you know, keeping tabs on your kids. You know, I remember us and I've talked about it before in other cases that there was a first line defense when you called, you had to call somebody's house and you had to talk to their parents to get to the people or get to the person you want to talk to. So they always knew who the hell you were talking to. And if you don't have the balls to call that house and talk to that father, then you just didn't call. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. if she wasn't, if, if you weren't that serious about her, you did not waste your time making that phone call because you did not want to talk to a dad. Yeah, because you didn't know. You don't know if she was going to pick up the phone or you don't know if he, dad was going to pick up the phone or mom. Mom could be pretty rough sometimes too. Yeah, or, or grandma. She'd be like, what the, what the hell is this? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. That's the worst. Like, hello. Hello, Abuelita. Uh, hi. I'd like to talk to your, your granddaughter. Oh, fuck. 
I don't even like this chick. So, what, like, what's the purpose of the of the documentary? Like, what is the like? What's the end game? Like, what's the goal? Is it to is it to get the information out there? Is it is it to um, bring awareness to to others? I guess it is just to bring more awareness about the situation and to make people more aware. And maybe as parents, is just I don't know. There's there's obviously I think there's definitely some financial gain that's tied into it. I think it's it's gonna roll off into a book for one of these guys or both of them. Sure. But overall, man, I think it's a it's a nice talking point. HBO was getting hit with I think a twenty million dollar lawsuit by Jackson's estate to chart for releasing this. Wow. HBO said, "Nah, we're we're going ahead and we're going according to plan. We're going to still release this this documentary." Is twenty million really a lot of money for uh, HBO? I don't think it is. <laughs> no. How about a no, that... how about a two hundred million uh, lawsuit? <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I, I could be having the number a little off there, but you know, it's it's just interesting. You know, now jumping to another, I guess, subject is like music. You had mentioned this a little bit on on Instagram page, and like, do we care now? Can I listen to Michael Jackson and not feel weird? You know, what it's pretty. You know, after watching, you know, the documentary, man, it's it's really difficult. You know, because before. You know, all I really, only memories I really had was my childhood, you know, me dancing to the, to, to the music, you know, and, and, you know, all of the good times. And, you know, I remember when he passed away, you know, when we were at the bars, they were playing his music a lot and, you know, he had, you know, kind of new memories. And now, you know, when I, when I'm start, when I hear his music, you know, after watching this documentary, I can't, I can't, I can't help but thinking about these guys, you know, and, and it's like, is it? You know, is it really true? You know, and if it is, you know, it's completely fucked up. You know, and I shouldn't be listening. I don't think that I should be listening to this guy's music, but I love it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really liked his music. So, what if like your daughter was listening to it one day, and you walk into her room, like, "What are you listening to?" And she's like, "Oh, just Michael Jackson. I love, love Thriller. Love this album." Oh my God, it's like one of the best. What do you What do you do? And, and think about that, man. Think about that statement, man. She's listening know, to Thriller. Thriller is like was like one of the best albums like ever released if you look at the songs that were released on that on that album oh, it's dude, just hit after hit yeah it's that's unbelievable you know and it, it makes you wonder can you appreciate a person's art and not like and not care for that person you know like say for instance for me like jane fonda i can't stand jane fonda and i and i and i don't watch any of her movies and and I, I don't stand for her for 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 what she did in Vietnam because I thought that it was completely fucked up, and I can't in good conscience, you know, watch her movies or or support her. Can you can you tell me what she did? I don't know about her. She was taking pictures with the uh, with the Viet Cong, uh, you know, sitting yeah sitting on these uh, sitting on like these anti aircraft um, guns, the ones that were shooting down the Navy pilots. And, uh, yeah, and she was, you know, doing the whole hippie thing, you know, that, uh, you know, that America shouldn't be there and all that shit while our U.S. soldiers are getting spit on. And there's POWs and it was, it was fucking brutal, man. I also, I also heard another, I also heard another story from, uh, from a POW about, uh, you know, there was like five of them and their unit didn't know where they were. They didn't know that they were alive and they were able to write down their, their um social security number on a piece of paper and uh what they did was they tried to give it to her so that they, she could take it back 
and give their social security numbers to let the people know that their commanding officers know that she's alive. That they, well, that they are alive, and she gave it to the Viet Cong, and they they beat like somebody to death after that. Holy shit! Yeah, and the one reason that the story didn't really get out was because out of those five guys, only one of them survived. And so after that, that this was this before she was a movie star. I mean, I don't know much about her yeah, career. She was, I don't care she about was her. Doing, uh, she was doing, you know, like movies back then. I'm not sure how big of a star she was, but she was doing movies back then. But she did apologize. She did apologize for her, uh, you know, for her stance back then and and her actions, which is, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I guess you could forgive somebody for something like that. I mean, that's what it's about, forgiveness, right? Yeah. Like you asked the question. You know, you can you enjoy the talent without caring for the person? That's a good question. Well, what's more interesting is that you can actually enjoy the person without caring if they have talent. How so? Well, it's easy. The, the top musician right now can't play instruments. The top actor can't act. And the top shoe seller doesn't play sports. Who's, who's, who's the top musician right now? I think it's Drake. Really? He's, he's in the top five, yeah, uh, of, of gross sales. For this, for 2018. Wow. The top actor is The Rock. I don't know if you guys know this, but he is a shit actor. He was good in Faster. In what? In Faster. I don't even know what movie that is. It was good. I liked it. He's terrible, man. He is really, he's garbage. I think he's, I mean, he doesn't really, he doesn't have to act though. That's the thing. You know, he, he kind of just plays characters that are, that are like an extension of himself. Like, uh, like Will Ferrell? Uh, He's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's a... Uh, I don't know, he man. He plays himself. Will Ferrell? Yeah, he's an idiot. I don't know, man. <laughs> Will Ferrell's... I, I always think of him, man. I just can't help but laugh, you know? He's funny, you know? Just like The Rock, he's big and bulky. You know, you're going to hear the same jokes from, similar, you know, in the, that forum. Sure. You're going to hear some raunchy stuff from, from Will from Ferrell. From the big bald guy who loves tequila? Yeah, that guy. You're going to hear some condescending shit from him in his movies. I think he's cool. I, well, see, there you go. You think he's cool, so you you support the guy without caring about his talent, right? No, no. I mean, I I'm, I would say maybe... You know, I don't think he's that bad of an actor, man. I think I think he's pretty good in Ballers. Yeah, he's, he's better in Ballers. I think that's his, his better stuff. Yeah, I can't call him a complete shit actor. Uh, but I mean, I like him in Ballers. I think he's good. I don't. Th- he doesn't make movies to show his like acting range. He's no, not like, he, he's doesn't, not, he doesn't. He's not like a Gary Oldman. <laughs> but you know, th- then again, you know, those movies don't make don't make money. You know, they don't make a lot of money. Right. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And the, how about the top shoe seller this past year was uh, the Yeezys? Isn't really? that a Kanye West shoe? Really? That stupid shoe. He doesn't even play basketball. I don't know anything, man. This, I don't know anything about pop culture, dude. Well, I don't. I should say I don't really know much about it. I didn't even know he made shoes. Yeah, the I'm Yeezys, cu- man. They're like I'm, 160 bucks. I'm curious, like why? Why do they like? Why do they make shoes for him? I thought like that was like like an athlete thing. Well, I don't know because people will buy them. You know, and it's it's like you know if you look at the entertainment industry and it just looks completely like toxic. You know, like when I watch a movie, I'm like, I wonder how many people were stepped on to have this movie made, you know, even though that sure. I love movies, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, you, you figure all these people that are on Instagram, they call themselves actors and actresses. They call themselves um, models, but they're just putting pictures up and videos up 
they're not getting they don't have jobs doing it you know or they get jobs from faking it it's like the kardashian way of doing things like let's be self-made billionaires and i don't know i don't even know what you do (laughs) you know like there's no talent they don't really do anything no they don't so when you ask the question i guess can you enjoy talent without caring for the person i think that's an art that's being lost you know, because people care too much about what the person is like, and I really like his music, but I want to know more about the person. And uh, does I, I, you know, they want to know more about basketball players. They want to see what they're doing for their communities, so they can care more about them. It's more about this public relations, this this whole piece of it that people want to embrace an artist or a it could be a an athlete, but they want to know who they are as a person more than anything else. That's why they have these they, people are attached to Instagram and they quote their Twitter pages and they do all this other stuff on social media and they, they put this extra stuff up. People just want to be immersed in who the people are. And at some point, you get to know too much about somebody, you're not going to like them. Yeah. For some reason, it just seems like, you know, like they want everybody to, they want everybody to be like perfect. You know, it's a, if you're like a, if you're like a, like a star or, or um, like an athlete, it, it's like you're automatically supposed to be some kind of some kind of like role model, you know? Yeah, you're, and, you're and, expected to be an ambassador more than anything else. And you know wh- why is that? You know, like why are we? Why are these people? You know, supposed to be supposed to be role models? You know, they're they're supposed to be, you know, playing basketball or or uh, or playing football or. Or, or something, you know, why can't they just do that? Like, why do they have to be like perfect? I mean, I understand that kids watch them and, and, you know, and all that. And I guess it helps the brand for the, for the, for the teams. But like, why, why are these guys being obligated to do this? I think we've got our leaders all mixed, all mixed up, man. Yeah. 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 We're, we're lacking some leadership in the house and we're looking other places to find it. And we're looking to social media. We're looking to idolize these athletes, as, and we're idolizing them as people, as opposed to just for their talent. Now, and then when they do something wrong, or that we find out we're crushed, and we're saying, "I'm what was I thinking?" So we immersed in this person, and, and it's just dumb. Do you think that uh, maybe you know, if you really think about it, maybe as a society, you know, we're we're losing our way because you know. You know, kids look for people on TV. You know, they look for people on TV to emulate. They look for people to, to look up to. And they're not looking like in their homes. You know, like I always look to my grandfather. You know, he always seemed to be like like someone that I can, I can, I can look to to, 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 to to do the right thing, you know. And I, I, like, I, when I was a kid, I didn't look on TV uh, for like heroes. You know, I, I didn't, there wasn't like somebody, like somebody famous that I, I looked up to, you know, I, I looked up to my, my uncles. I looked up to my, my grandfather, you know, your dad was a, was a strong influence on my life, you know? And there was just like these solid men that I thought were good examples. And now it's like, athletes are supposed to be like dad, you know, athletes are supposed to be the ones that kids are looking up to and emulating. And I think it's wrong. Yeah, I think they're asking a bit too much of these people that are getting younger and younger into this career where they're getting millions and millions of dollars and having more power than ever. And people are women women predominantly are throwing themselves at them in many of these cases. What do you expect a guy to do? He's gonna make mistakes. 
you know, you just hope he keeps those mistakes to a minimum for his own sake. And you know what? And that's another, I mean, that's another issue on top of it. You've got these girls that are doing God knows what to get into these positions to, to meet these guys, you know, and then, and then they get into this position and, you know, they start getting taken advantage of, you know, and, you know, they're in a position where it's, it's a place where they don't really want to be when you're on like this, you know, you're with this guy, some, I don't want to say roided out, but you know, some alpha male that doesn't normally get, get no for an answer. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody tells, nobody tells big Bucky Bill. No, nobody. Lead me on. I'm going to get what I want. Come over I, here. I, I think it's a problem, man. I, I think that society in general is placing too much of an importance on athletes and actors and, and people are, are trying to live uh, that life and live in that life. And they're willing to do um, some really questionable things uh, to get there, to live that life and to, you know, to be that person that they deem is, um, you know, someone uh, like a life worth living, I guess. So I think we've answered the question then. I think you should be able to enjoy the talent without caring about the person. I don't hmm. – after I say it, then I'm thinking about Michael Jackson. I'm like, unless it's with raping children, <laughs> I, must, I must bring in that caveat to the whole thing. But they're saying in Hollywood, man, it is an epidemic with taking advantage of little boys and girls. And it's been under wraps for quite some time, and it just needs to be exposed more and more. How is this happening? Power. Yeah, that would kind of explain all that Harvey Weinstein thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a real piece of shit. I just can't believe it, man. But but you're saying little boys, like little boys and little girls are being taken advantage of by by the, like like the Hollywood elite? Yes. That's what that's what they say in some of these conspiracy theories. I wonder I wonder who it is. I think it's more than one man. It's got to be it's got to be like some really powerful people because they're able to keep it keep it under wraps. It's probably that Scientologist fuck Tom Cruise. You think so? I don't think so, man. You don't think it's that fucking 58 fuck? <laughs> no. Like, I don't want anybody anybody on this set taller than me. Hey, what come over here, Billy. What's your what's your role? Like, I'm a, I'm key, I'm boy group four. Uh, boy group four, you're about five foot nine. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's Tom Cruise. He doesn't seem like the. Well, the, what the fuck do I know with what the, well, what the little boy loving, what the little boy loving type is, you know? Yeah, it could be anybody, man. Obviously, Michael Jackson would stick out like a sore thumb for sure. But yeah, it does. You know, it like screams like this guy has some kind of mental issues. You know. Yeah. But I'm thinking, you know, like with these people, you know, that's like, and it's always like somebody. You're like, man, I never, I never knew that about that guy. I had no idea. You know, and it, and you know, it's like some guy had some chicks chained up in his basement. You know. You know, one day I think they're going to interview me. Like I'm going to find somebody's going to get arrested, right? That I know that I'm. Maybe we're good friends with at some point in time, and they're gonna. The news is gonna call me over there, and I'm gonna be on like a street corner drinking a beer, and they're gonna come over to me and be like, "Did you ever expect that this guy would be capable of something like that?" And I'm gonna say, "Yes, yes, <laughs> yes I yes actually, because uh, you just never can you never can really know about some of these people. So yes, I, I did expect something like this because uh, 
You never know who's a piece of shit sometimes. You know, that's true though. You know, I mean, that's a really good point. You, I mean, you really don't know. You don't know who is, who is a piece of shit. No. I mean, it's hard enough to decipher some of your friends that are on the second and third, you know, those second and third tier friends that are like, yeah, we hang out or I see them every now and then I see them out and we shake up, we have a beer, something like that. You don't really know those fucks. That's you have true. no idea. You have no idea what that search history is like. Like who, who they, like who they really are. You just never know, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really disappointed though. You know, I'm really disappointed in this whole thing. Um, you know, I hope that, you know, these guys, if, if, you know, this, these things really happen to them, you know, I hope that they can, you know, find peace in a way. But, uh, cause you, know, I mean, you just don't want to hear about this kind of stuff happening to people, you know, and it shouldn't happen to people, but apparently it does. And, and in entertainment, you know, if you're, a, if you're a parent and you've got a kid that's, you want to get them an entertainment, just don't do it. You know, it seems like it's just a bad place for kids to be, uh, in general. You know, and you know they—they're in the Michael Jackson thing. They're showing these kids, you know, performing out there and and um, performing out there and, and and dancing in front of in front of adults, man. Like in front of like, and you know, okay, yeah, sure. When you see kids dancing, yeah, it's kind of cute. But when I, when I see like these pageants of of girls that are you know they're dressed you know way older than what they're supposed to be, they're like these beauty pageants for like these these young girls. You know, that, that stuff's absolutely unbelievable to me, you know. And I, I think we need, like, as a society, as a culture, we need to get away from that kind of shit because it's uh, because it's garbage. You know, we don't need to be having beauty pageants, you know, with, with little girls. And we, need, we don't need to have, uh, you know, kids uh, acting like adults, you know. Yeah, man. No, I, absolutely. I think you should have to be 18 to even be in show business. I know, I know it sounds kind of crazy because they have young shows out there, but I mean, come on, Saved by the Bell, they were a lot older than they were portrayed to be. Uh, they were as high schoolers, 90210. I was just going to say that. Luke Perry was 40 when he was filming that as, eight, as an 18-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, they had all, <laughs> like, they were all, like, 20, like, in their 20s when they were doing that. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand why we just can't keep going back to that, man. Make them older. I don't think there's been any significant problems aside from Screech. <laughs> it's from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. You know, when you're older, man, you tend to be a little more secure and you're a little squared away. These kids, man, you don't know anything better and you come up as a five-year-old and you're in the limelight. It's a chance. It can ruin you. It, it, it's ru- it seems, looks like it's ruined more, more lives than it's, uh, than it's helped, you know? And what's it for? En- entertainment, you know? You hear about these people all the time that are, you know, they hit rock bottom drugs, alcohol, you know, even like Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, they were talking about, they were talking about the, the pedophile ring in, in Hollywood, you know? So yeah, I guess it is more, well, it is a little bit more well-known. Yeah. I always wonder like, if I became famous and like, I didn't want to be famous anymore, what would I do? Like, I can't just get like a job at PetSmart. No, you can (laughs) dude. No, because like if, if you're out of movies for a while, people forget about you. But, dude, this is social media. They're going to take a picture of you like they did like that dude that, that didn't even look like he was working at Trader Joe's. Is it Jeffrey Owens who, uh, who played Elvin on the Cosby show. He was bagging groceries at Trader Joe's, dude. And mind you, he hasn't been on the Cosby show in how oh, long? 30 yeah. years? Yeah. And he gets ousted on social media. Like, look at look what this guy's become. He looks, he was fat. He was grayed out. Yeah, like, man. how did somebody they recognize us? They were ripping him, dude. Actually, a, lot of, people, a lot of people came to his defense. They were like, that's yeah, they, they, they did. You know? They did. But, dude, can, the, the internet doesn't forget, man. 
Yeah. And it's only getting worse. I mean, basically, if you don't make a movie in 10 years, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. He's fucking worthless. He ain't making any movie. I ain't heard him heard a peep about that guy. Yeah. He's fucking, he's fucking working at Chick-fil-A, probably. That's <laughs> uh, brutal. It is tough, man. It is tough. Did you uh, have anything else to, any other topping to put on this bad boy? No. No, just uh, everybody, if, you know, if you have a kid, uh, if, you're, if you have a stepkid or, or anything, you know, keep an eye on them and, and look out for them because uh, you just don't know who's out there and, and who's doing what. You know, so uh, keep an eye on the kids and uh, and watch out for them, man. You got anything? Yeah, don't let them send any fucking dick pics or any of that shit, man. Make sure you get your kids in order. And worry about those other kids, too, because they're all little pricks out there. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all we got for you tonight. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> this is Priya Mike out. The Dice Man. Dice Man.